One of the scariest things for me when I was going through grief was getting stuck. Initially, I didn't know what to do to get through in a healthy way. That's why I did a lot of the wrong things. I knew that life would never be the same, but I also feared that I would never have a life again. I can tell you there are helpful and healing things that you can do, a lot of which we have talked about in previous episodes, but there are also things that can help keep you stuck. Today, I'm going to share three things you may be doing that will keep you from healing. Listen to see if you're doing any of them, and if you are, how to change that. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on the couch. We have warmed up and now are heating up, so we're going to stay in the house. I know some of you in Arizona probably have it over 100 degrees, but to me, 95 and humid is too warm. So we're inside. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I want you always to feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Lao People's Democratic Republic, our spotlight country. I'm going to tell you where that is, too. It's at the heart of the Indo-Chinese Peninsula. It's bordered by Myanmar and China to the northwest, Vietnam to the east, Cambodia to the southeast, and Thailand to the west. And in the U.S., California is the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 80 countries right now. This tells me that there is a need to talk about grief and that it is felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you are in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome to the podcast you never wanted to need. I get that. I'm glad you're here, though, because it tells me that you're taking steps towards your healing. Now, for you new listeners, if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you need some background, just go to my website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab. I wrote about her faith journey over the last six months of her life because it was unreal, and her death changed me. She is the reason that you are listening to me today. In this podcast, we talk about understanding grief, processing daily life, and growing your faith. So if you're just starting your journey, please know that life will change. It won't always hurt like this. It's important for you to hear that often. 
because a lot of times you just feel like it's never going to end, but it will. And you will be able to breathe, to laugh, and to live again. So if you listened last week, I encouraged you to watch the movie Overcomer. If you've not done that yet, there is still time. (laughs) It is worth watching and it will help you. This week, we're going to talk about three things to do if you want the grief journey to be harder. Yeah, I know, said no one ever. No one walking through grief wants it to be harder. But there are things you may be doing that will thwart, hinder, or slow the process of getting to the place where you can breathe, laugh, and live again. The three things, in case you're taking notes, are what you say, what you do, and what you allow. Number one, what you say to yourself. What are you telling yourself all day long? Think about this. If the thoughts in your head are, I'll never get through this. I can't do this. Nothing matters. What's the point? No one understands. Or this will never end. Then you're not helping yourself. Are these thoughts natural right now? Yes, of course. But these are things that you have to push back against or you'll go down the rabbit hole, a.k.a. the pit. And then it just becomes harder to come back out of. I want you to know that the hard days, the struggle, the pushback, and all the work of grief, including you pushing back, are part of healing. And they all have great value. So allow yourself to feel what you feel. Just don't allow yourself to drown in the feelings. A lot of times we just feel like, you know, the rest or reading the Bible, those are the healing things. And those are incredibly healing, especially reading the Bible. But the fight, that's also part of healing. So what do you do when you're just bombarded by these thoughts that just won't stop playing in your head? Well, you have to combat them with the truth, which is found in God's word cultural norms, the lingo that we are coming up with these days, and the ways to make ourselves feel better with our own individual truths. All that stuff is not helpful at all to you in general, but especially in grief, because they are not the truth. All right, number two, what you do. Your actions, they're important during grief. It's weirdly like baking bread. You add the flour, the salt, etc. That's an action. Then you add the yeast. That's an action. Then you allow the dough to rest. It won't rise unless it rests. Then you work it some more action. It gets pounded. Ain't that like grief? And then you let it rest again. For grief, you'll have to physically move to get out of the bed or off the couch. And you have to engage a little bit with the world. That's your action. And then you need to rest because everything is exhausting in the beginning. And like that bread dough, you get pounded by another wave of grief and you have to rest again. You're not going to rise healed unless you rest. But you can't stay in the bed and think that life will be better tomorrow. That's the faith part. You pray, read, and rise because you have faith that the pain won't always bring you to your knees. All right, so number one was what you say. Number two is what you do. And now number three, what you allow, what you allow into your heart. 
I'm going to remind you here that what you feed grows. And I enunciated that as good as I could because I want you to get that. What you feed grows. If you feed all the negative thoughts, and what I mean is if you play them over in your head all day, you are growing a mountain of I can't or this will never end. Then if you couple that with inaction and you isolate yourself from friends, family, and life as you knew it before your loved one died, the mountain gets bigger. And my sweet friend, it can begin to be your reality. This is how people get stuck and being stuck is not what God intended for you. On the other hand, if you combat the emotions and if you want more on feelings versus faith, I did several episodes on that a few weeks ago, but if you combat the emotions with the truth in the Bible, you begin to quiet the nevers and the can'ts and then small things they become more doable. If you'll couple that with a little action, and that can be the smallest of things like getting out and gardening or going to the grocery store and buying just a few things so you don't get stuck with a whole cart when you have to run out, (laughs) then you'll find yourself thinking you can even get back to church. And then you'll find yourself going to church, even if you're going to sit in the back near the exit. Another aspect of what you allow into your heart is who and what you're surrounding yourself with right now. Choose wisely on who you allow to speak into your life, be that family, friends, television, music, etc. Whatever you see or listen to is important. Again, it's important in general, but especially important when you're going through grief. Maybe opt for Christian or gospel music over country right now. <laughs> And y'all, I used to love some country music. Or you can let the Cosmo magazine go and focus on the Bible. Don't watch dark movies or shows right now. Opt for faith-filled movies like the one I mentioned at the beginning of this episode or even some inspirational health documentaries. Remember, what you feed grows. Your grief, the pain, overwhelm, and confusion, it will change. This will not be your life. But remember, you don't cross the finish line when it comes to loss. Last week, Jeff and I had a photographer come to the house to take photos for a magazine article I wrote, and she asked for some pics or items of Monica's to photograph. The process I went through back in the day of finding Mo's material items, good homes. (laughs) Yes, I found her, her stuff, good homes. And then I moved twice, so... Again, I was trying to let go of more things, but I was struck by the question to find something of hers because I have always tried to let go of her things. So anyway, I went to one of the boxes that I had the leftover stuff in and I pulled out a Kleenex box that she had taped Bible verses to. And it took me right back to when she was so sick and could hardly breathe. I'll be honest, I felt a little bit, okay, I felt some anger (laughs) and, and sadness, and the tears came. I took a deep breath, and I had to thank God that she was happy in heaven and that he turned my life around forever. And then I realized that even 14 years later, I can still feel the loss. But 
I can also move forward in the moment with gratitude. I'm telling you this because you can't wait until you feel better or stronger to fight against the negative thoughts or to take action or to value yourself enough not to allow the worldly junk into your heart. Every day is important. Every day is a fork in the road of your life. It is in the daily grind of life that momentum and transformation occur. You just can't see the results yet. So to recap, the three things you don't want to do if you don't want to get stuck. Be careful what you say to yourself. Number two, what you do. Inaction is necessary at times because grief is exhausting. But if your life right now is only inaction, then you're not helping yourself. Number three, what you allow into your heart. Again, don't feed the negative stuff. Don't feed the inaction. And anything you see or hear, make sure it is truth, which means it is based on God's word. Your journey works for this week or the work of your journey, is just getting back to the basics. I want you to fight against getting stuck this week. So pray, read, and I mean read the Bible, even if it's just a verse a day, and rise. Pray, read, and rise. By listening to this episode, it tells me you're doing the work of grief, and I know that is not easy. If you're ready to take another step towards your healing, there are more resources on my website. The website is grief2greatday.com. And if you don't have a church home, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future and know that you are not alone. And keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking steps, however small or slow your healing. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.